Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode is brought to you by alienware during dell tech fest score game-changing innovations with limited time deals on select next-gen alienware gaming tech new dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the alienware m18 laptop powered by an intel core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals liquid cooling three-dimensional audio with dolby atmos and impressive overclocking potential your dream setup amazing prices and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware Deals. That's alienware.com slash deals. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, Paul, Mission Control Deckett. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Before we get started, we have a very important message regarding today's episode. Today's episode discusses, very frankly, some horrific sexual crimes against underage victims. And it's quite disturbing, but I think it's an important discussion to have, and we try, as always, to be as respectful and thoughtful about it as possible. Let's let's cut straight to the heart of the matter. In an earlier episode, we mentioned the ongoing legal battles of one Jeffrey Epstein. Today, we are diving into a sordid tale that will take us from uh, the posh Tony area of Palm Beach Island, Florida, to New York, to New Mexico, to Paris, to a private island in the Virgin Islands, and a particularly strange series of private plane flights. But first things first, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, the man of the hour. 
Jeffrey Epstein was born in 1953 on Coney Island. He went to Lafayette High School. He also attended Cooper Union. Uh, he dropped out of Cooper Union, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also went to uh, New York University's current institute, which he also left without a degree, surprisingly, especially as we continue to learn a little more about this gentleman. Yeah, yeah. For uh, two years from 1973 to 1975, Epstein taught at a very upscale Ivy League prep school called Dalton School in Manhattan. You'll read accounts that say he taught calculus and physics, and then you'll read accounts that say he taught physics and math. But it was definitely the quantitative, uh, the, the quantitative disciplines. Mm-hmm. New York Magazine initially likened his time at Dalton School uh, to the teacher that Robin Williams plays in Dead Poets Society. Do yeah. you guys remember that film? Oh, Captain, My Captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's yeah. The, the first really, really sad movie I ever saw. Right? Yeah. Poetry was made for one reason, boys, to woo women. Mm, and also carpe diem. Right. So one parent of a student worked on Wall Street and this guy was so inspired by Epstein's methods and the the math rants that he was known for that he approached Jeffrey Epstein and said, essentially, what the hell are you doing here, buddy? Why are you a teacher? You should be on Wall Street, which lets you know what Wall Street thinks about teachers. Yeah, why, why would you be inspiring the young people? Just make more money. And so – this this guy, this parent doubled down on this and said, no, really, I'm, I'm serious, Jeff. Let me introduce you to my buddy Ace Greenberg. You've got to call him. Ace Greenberg is a senior partner at the time at Bear Stearns. Greenberg really dug Epstein because this guy Greenberg definitely played favorites. And one thing that he was known for was uh, he, he had a certain type of young employee he liked or new hire. He didn't want – people who were, you know, just fattened off inherited money from third-generation bankers. He wanted brilliant, poor people, and poor is anything beneath a millionaire to him, uh, who were very, very hungry. And at the time, Epstein ticked all these boxes. So 1976, he says, all right, screw teaching. I'm going to work at Bear Stearns under Ace Greenberg. He started from the bottom kind of the way Drake wants you to believe his career began. Uh, It's untrue. Uh, But in Epstein's case, it is. He started as a junior assistant to a floor trader at the American Stock Exchange. And it quickly became apparent that Jeff had a gift for this sort of work. So Epstein was, to be fair, either a complete genius or very, very close to that. Um, He had a specialty um, which was in options uh, and that was at the time something that wasn't particularly well understood Um, and he amassed a a group of clients, really, really quite wealthy clients who thought that his ability to assess the uh, tax implications on large portfolios and then to recommend – kind of tax loopholes, I guess, advantages, you could say, um, for some of these transactions. Yeah, absolutely. This At this level of finance, the way in which you move money and the order of operations can make a huge difference in, you know, how much of a cut Uncle Sam gets or the state of New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's really crazy that it only took him four years to go from assistant to, to a floor trader all the way up to a full partner. 
Yeah, he beat the game. He became yeah. a partner, and then what do you do after you beat a game? You stop playing. So he left the firm in 1981 and set up his own shop. This is really this is really strange and sketchy, okay? So the premise behind his shop, J. Epstein & Co., is that he would manage the individual and family fortunes of clients with a minimum of $1 billion in their portfolio. Wow. Minimum. Jesus. Yeah, and according to the scuttlebutt uh, about this guy, in 1982, he immediately began collecting clients, and he didn't go out and have some sort of TED Talk or some sort of Steve Jobs, Big Apple reveal speech. People just started coming to him because they knew he was open for business, and he was also very controlling. He had these specific conditions. If you made – one billion or more you could talk, but you also had to accept this. He would not just offer investment advice. He was going to become your financial architect from soup to nuts, stem to stern, from investments to philanthropy to tax planning to security to assuaging the the, the guilt and burdens that people felt because they had you know inherited wealth that they clearly did not earn. He said to one of his friends at the time, I want people to understand the power, the responsibility, and the burden of their money. He Mm. would take total control of the billion dollars. He would charge a flat fee, and he would also get power of attorney to do whatever he deemed necessary to advance his his client's financial goals. And uh, he was really strict about all these conditions. And there's this whole thing where – he really did stick to this whole, if you're a billionaire, we're cool. If you're not, get the hell out. <laughs> I, mean, as cra- I mean, as crazy as that sounds, like people would come to him with $700 million, put it on the table essentially and say, Jeff, I, I need your help, buddy. I've got $700 million and I need you to, to work this through for me. And he's like, no. Get out, basically. Not so kind, thank, no, no thank you, basically. That because they were just people. a little short of that billion? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't run a business for hobos. Yeah. Man. And that's, okay, so there's a quick pause here because that's a question I have. How many billionaires were there in 1981? We know there are more now, you know, partially due to inflation, partially due to rise of business in, in other countries. But were there that many billionaires in 1981? I I don't know. I would think not. I would imagine it was a very very rarefied field, right? There were they couldn't have been that many. I mean, that inherited wealth. There's there are at least several hundred families that have you know. That's true because I was thinking of individuals, so it might be like a dynasty that collects all of their ill-gotten gains or or happy gotten gains sure. you know some billionaires are really sweet and do nice things for the earth and for its inhabitants right sure maybe maybe sure. <laughs> i i don't personally know everybody on the planet so i want to be fair well there's also probably some that you know do it with great humility and just don't brag about it right right yeah. i would i would i would hope but then you give it to a Jeffrey Epstein who says, I'll handle your yes. money. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the smart thing to do. It just makes me think of that um, Balzac quote, behind every great fortune there is a crime. You know, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, you you guys are absolutely right. There are clearly people who, you know, if you're born into wealth and you don't have control over your circumstances, then of course there are people who want to 
do great acts to make the world a better place. Bill Gates took himself down several notches financially to help combat disease. That's that, that's a stand-up thing. I still hate Clippy, but fighting disease is a noble thing. You know, we when um, Josh and Chuck interviewed Bill Gates, I, I actually got to go with them and meet him in a hotel room, and Josh uh, brought up Clippy, and apparently Bill Gates is still quite fond of Clippy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Bill Gates loves Clippy. He has like a relationship with it. Uh, he's the only one. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I liked it, but it just slowed down the word processor. Uh, so speaking of billionaires, who are Jeffrey's clients? Aside from one client, a billionaire named Leslie Wexler, Epstein keeps his list a closely guarded secret. He's also sort of evasive about his process and what he does. Yeah. You could call it wealth management, but that's sort of like calling something a structure. A shack can be a structure. So can a skyscraper or a pyramid or a nuclear bunker. There are a lot of things that could be considered that, wealth management. So his firm employs as many or employed as many as 150 people, but their tasks were overwhelmingly day-to-day bureaucracy and admin stuff, like accountants to make sure the internal finances of the company are running. All the actual decisions, investment and management decisions, were made by Epstein himself. And he's sort of computer-phobic. Not a big fan of emails and so on. So he's always talking on the phone, which will be important later. So how much money is he making? Some estimates will say he is or was raking in around $75 million a year. But that's a guesstimate. And that's why in a lot of stories about the guy, and there weren't many until fairly recently, you'll hear him described as either a multimillionaire or a billionaire. People don't really know. Yeah, you have to imagine if he's bringing in even somewhere around $75 million a year with his acumen, his understanding of investment, he's probably, you know, gotten well well upwards of a billion, I'm assuming. Well, it's like the Putin question. How much money does Vladimir Putin have? Not, not I mean. Which palace are you going to search? <laughs> right? How long do you want to live? Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the big question. With however much money he's acquired, what does a guy like Jeffrey Epstein do with all of those piles of cash? Beanie babies. He sets them on fire. Oh, man. See, I buy a bunch of beanie babies, uh, buy them a bunch of magic cards, then set the whole thing on fire. I like it. Wear it a cape. What's his monocle top hat position? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I'll tell you for real what he does is (sighs) – and what anyone should probably do – I want a cape so bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Buy a cape first, then just start purchasing real estate, purchasing Mm. land, purchasing stuff that goes on land, different structures. Mm -hmm. Put them on land that you own. That's what you do. Yeah. So he owns that private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We didn't mention what the nickname for this thing is. No. It's Little St. Jeffrey. Little St. Jeffrey. Oh, Little St. Jeffrey of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah, but seriously, he owns an island. He owns an island. It's uh, it's who was asking? Oh, Jonathan Strickland was asking me about this earlier, and it is in fact not shaped like a skull, which I know is a huge downer for everyone. <laughs> Do you think he still has a lair though? Yes. Oh, it's a lair. He does have he does have a lair. He also has a Japanese bathhouse on this island. Yeah, 
We're going to learn more about that in just a little bit. But here's the other thing, Noel. Mm-hmm. He owns on the island of Manhattan the what is considered the largest private residence. Nine stories tall. Yeah. yeah. He owns that and an island. It's insane. He also funds extensive legitimate scientific research through something humbly named the Jeffrey Epstein VI Foundation. And it's cool. It it's is. genuinely cool. It's, it's genuinely good. Since 2000, the foundation has given around $200 million a year per year to people like Stephen Hawking, Marvin Minsky, Eric Lander, George Church, Ben Goertzel, other like numerous Nobel laureates. Lawrence Krauss, man. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Krauss as well. And over the years, the foundation has brought a lot of these scientists together in these sort of brainstorming conference situations to get on the same page about fundamental topics like gravity, global threats to Earth, the evolution of language. Mm-hmm. So you can see some of the implications here. Usually when billionaires or philanthropists are saying, let's understand gravity, they're they're asking, how can we use it somehow, right? Yeah. Uh, global threats to Earth. I mean, this all goes back to making smart investment choices too. I, I think the language thing is really interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, group think theory because that would be valuable in the stock market. So this is, in my opinion, one of those things that you do see every once in a while when a certain individual or a group acquires enough wealth that philanthropy is able to kick in at this point, at least to this level, mm-hmm. where a big a, – a new creation occurs that is helping, that truly is helping humanity in some way. In some small way, in this case, just bringing scientists to a consensus could be massively important mm-hmm. to get everyone on the same page to actually get the earth to start making some big changes, right, rather than just a country or one small group. Um, I, it's it's tough for me to know this mm-hmm. and then also know what we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. Right. Let's Let's stick with the good stuff. While while we can, you can see the uh, official about page for the Epstein Foundation when it talks about how it was funded in 2000, how it in 2003 established a program for evolutionary dynamics at Harvard University with thirty of $35 million seed money gift. The program studies the evolution of microbiology through the lens of mathematics. Uh, then since its establishment, it's made advances in the treatment of cancer, HIV, infectious diseases. He's also, get this, well known for his work funding early education for youth in the Virgin Islands and other places, other areas of the world. So far, so good, right? Yeah, these are genuinely good things. Jeffrey Epstein, a self-made financial giant, isn't just killing it in the world of finance. A lot of finance guys define success by violent terms, yeah. crushing it, killing, killing it. it, nailed it. So smashing he, it, smashing it, destroyed that meeting. Yeah, he did all of that stuff. He's also putting a significant amount of capital into globally important issues. Those motivations are not Clearly not entirely true. Altruistic, you can make some money off that. Yet, while Epstein remained for many years an international man of intrigue and mystery, tantalizing bits of information about his private life gradually emerged, and that's when things got ugly. And we'll learn about those things right after a quick word from our sponsor. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Here's where it gets crazy. The rumors were true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even more so than we thought. I, I, wait, wait, there were rumors, guys? Yes, she was, well... Open secrets. Ah, uh, people called nieces. That's a gross. That's a gross detail. First, let's get let's get the one uh, almost side note rumor out of the way. He's a member of a lot of clubs. Yeah, like the Trilateral Commission that you may remember from an episode that we've done. We have done an audio episode on Trilateral, right? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, man. It's in a video. Uh, Go check out our YouTube channel and watch the Trilateral Mm -hmm. Commission Mm -hmm. if you don't know much about it. Also, the Council on Foreign Relations, also a video. 
Mm-hmm. Also, maybe not a, a audio topic yet. Honestly, don't know. A ton of people are in the Council of Foreign Relations. And, yeah, you know, the Trilateral Commission has movers and shakers that kind of mm-hmm. come and go over time. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine how upsetting these two things are for certain uh, a certain number of us within the conspiracy-minded world. Mm-hmm. Like being being a part of both of those organizations is pretty bad because just being part of one is potentially bad. It isn't necessarily a bad thing overall, but for people who believe this, yes, it is. Do you think they have capes? Capes. Not like in public, but like when, when they're they in up. the meetings? Yeah. I think it's more of like crowns and different uh, uh, masks that uh, they wear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm All assuming. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a big compromise. Okay. <laughs> maybe you have to be in the straight up Illuminati to earn a cape. So that, you know, that's one of those things that makes you go, ooh, interesting. I want to know more mm-hmm. about this guy if you're of a certain mind. But there's another thing. And this is – we're, we're being relatively lighthearted about the inequality of wealth in the globe and some of the ridiculous things that can happen when you're a billionaire. Because those mul- are the lighthearted things. Or in a multimillionaire, sense. yeah. But yeah. those are the lighthearted things. Uh, this is where this is where the disclaimer, the warning we had at the beginning really comes into effect. From here on out, things are going to be pretty pretty dark. So secondly, and apparently for decades, Jeffrey Epstein had been routinely seducing assaulting and in some cases violently assaulting underage girls. And it goes even further than that. Um, the the really upsetting thing is that this this whole deal that he had going on seemed to be pretty much an open open secret in mm-hmm. certain parts of both uh, Wall Street as well as Washington. Yeah, we have a quote uh, from – current president, as we record this, Donald Trump, in 2002, talking about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. He said, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his social life. Well, that was hard to get through. I know. That guy's the president. Yeah, that guy's the president. In a 2000. Seven New York Magazine article, Vanity Fair columnist Michael Wolff described flying on Epstein's private plane in the 90s saying, Epstein was followed onto the plane by, how shall I say this, by three teenage girls, not his daughters, who were 18, 19, 20, who knows, they were model-like. He's never been secretive about the girls, Wolf said. At one point, when his troubles began, he was talking to me and said, hey, what can I say? I like young girls. I said, maybe you should say, I like young women. Uh, yeah, a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke here. A lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. The mainstream public learned of this semi-open secret in the early 2000s, thanks in large part to some groundbreaking work by the Miami Herald. These encounters with underage underage victims, um, the ones that were the subject of the investigation in Florida, they took place from 1999 to 2005 in Mr. Epstein's mansions, the one in Palm Beach Island, New York, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, Many of the girls were runaways or foster children, 
people from broken homes, people in vulnerable situations. And it's important to note, Epstein did not work alone. Like we remember when Matt earlier said, this is just the beginning. Yeah. His uh, his operation functioned like a pyramid scheme. A girl would be approached by one of Epstein's assistants or often a previous victim and told, hey, you can make pretty good money by giving this middle-aged rich guy a massage. Uh. Already creepy, right? So once the, once the victim arrives at the mansion, this is in the Palm Beach operation at least. Not far from Mar-a-Lago. Not very far. She would be escorted to a particular room and then that person would leave. And you can find descriptions of the room in, in the Miami Herald's piece. Epstein would come in wearing only a towel on the phone. Yeah. Disrobe, lay down naked, uh, uh, belly down, belly first, and uh, he would tell the victim to massage his legs. And then he would start escalating this stuff and offering more money. Also, there were uh, sex toys around. And again, I I cannot emphasize this enough. When we say underage, we're talking about kids who are 14 and 15 years old. Uh... I can't even say words. I just mm-hmm. I'm going to be making guttural noises for no. the rest of this. And I know I know this doesn't make me like specially sensitive, but it does a little. Just having a daughter that's entering into kind of the teenage pre-teenage phase. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's insane. Being such a lot a of these kids are coming from terrible home lives anyway. Yeah. You know, because they're even like thinking they might get a opportunity or something that might help them out, and right. they're just totally abused and used the rage the rage really just immediately Mm. sets in we haven't even gotten like all the way into this so he would attempt to entice um entice some victims to disrobe and do increasingly intimate physical things he would intimidate others in at least one case that made it to the public sphere uh he did forcibly assault someone and afterwards, the girls would be paid $200, $300, so on, to pay on what they did. Uh, the person that he forced himself on says she gave him 1000 bucks and asked her to be quiet yeah. and apologize. So they would get paid and they would be informed that if they'd like to make more money, they could recruit their friends to come visit Epstein so long as they were around the same age and – some of the handlers, they were very careful about this. Some of the handlers told the girls, the victims, when they first came to Epstein, to say that they were 18 to him. Whoa. The idea being that Plausible this would provide deniability? Yeah, some kind of legal defense. But that doesn't fly in Florida. Florida specifically has laws that say ignorance of that age is not, not an excuse. Jeez, man. You can already see – in my mind, I'm picturing something like Nexium – that we covered not long mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. that kind of uh, extremely wealthy person somehow just with the enticement of money and in Jeffrey's case, I guess in some way, not necessarily for the, the younger girls, but this um, aura of a wealthy man that knows what he's doing and is going to make more mm-hmm. money and like has this 
special place in in Palm Beach, but then also knowing that perhaps he has an island. It's and then getting your friends like everything just feels so disgusting and icky about this and calculated. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very calculated. This is not an impulse decision. You know what I mean? And not that not that an impulse decision is in any way. Uh, better. It's just that this calculated, organizational, systematic approach is is insidious. Yeah, it's the spider thing in the web. Mm-hmm. And so Ugh. let's let's look at some of the characters that become involved in this ongoing story. First is Epstein's associates and staff. So one of his assistants was a person named Sarah Kellen. And Kellen was accused by lawyers and legal filings of bringing girls to Epstein's mansion to be abused. Yeah, according to the police files, there was this whole series of alleged victims um, that told investigators that they were led, like this is the person, Sarah Kellen led the these girls to the massage room in the mansion where all of this other stuff with the disrobing occurred. And this was in the Palm Beach um, mansion. I mean, this literally is a conspiracy. There are other <laughs> players involved mm-hmm. that are being used as pieces in this, like, elaborate ploy. I mean... And it's so scary because who knows who knows how much of a victim somebody like Sarah Kellen is of, right. of him, right, early right. on in some other way. Like she's in his pocket in some way or something. Well, I mean, yeah, who knows? Psychologically I'm not, that's, trapped. Yeah, yeah. That's not just um, excusing her of what her actions and what she did, but still, like, you don't, we don't know the circumstances. How deep this guy's kind of tendrils go, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Geez, terrifying. And the, uh, speaking of that, there's another character, Nada Marcinkova, or Marcinkova. Uh, she, we first learn about her through... Statements of some alleged victims who one claimed to police that Epstein told her that he had purchased Nada from her parents in Eastern Europe when she was 15. They're described as uh, Yugoslavian or Slovakian. Um, Another victim alleged that she was forced to have sex with Nada Marcinkova and then watch her have sexual interactions with Epstein. According to the Miami Herald, sometimes Jeffrey would instruct a young woman he described as his, quote, Yugoslavian sex slave, Nadia Marcinkova, who was over 18, to join in. And uh, he took photographs and he displayed these photographs around the house. The the guys um, – there's, there's a phrase – Noel, that you and your roommate use, I think applies here. The the guy's proclivities were wide rife. Wide rife. Wide rife throughout his house. This was not a secret. There's also Ghislaine Maxwell, the socialite and heiress, uh, who was occasionally referred to as Epstein's madam and was asked to turn over records. And then there's Alan Dershowitz. Alan freaking Dershowitz plays into this. Like a like a, an enormously prestigious lawyer. He worked with Epstein on the business side. Dershowitz told an outfit called Axios that Epstein had lent his family the Palm Beach, Florida house and that he received a therapeutic massage with an old Russian there, but that he'd had no idea anything improper had even taken place in that house. In 2018, he said that Epstein, after this stuff became public, he said, Epstein's called me a couple times about legal issues because I'm still technically his lawyer, but I haven't had any social or any other kind of contact with him, but you never stop being someone's lawyer. 
And then there's a guy we got to mention just casually. He'll come back. Trust us. A guy named Alex Acosta. He was formerly the U.S. attorney in South Florida. He's currently the U.S. Secretary of Labor. We'll get to him in a bit, but just remember the name. Alex Acosta. We shall remember you. So let's talk about the victims here. The authorities identified more than 30 victims of Epstein. Um, And then if you look at the Miami Herald, in their latest report, they identified 80 victims and they located 60 and spoke to four of them officially on the record. So again, trying to track down all of these people who are alleged victims and you know, you can only get a certain percentage of those people to even talk because this kind of thing is – it's so insidious. Uh, even being able to speak about something like this, especially on the record, is difficult. Mm-hmm. So let's go through um, a few of these. Um, the first one is Virginia Giuffre, Giuffre, G-I-U-F-F-R-E. She claimed in court papers that she was recruited into this whatever you want to call child sex ring that this billionaire was running when she was only 15 years old. She was working as a towel girl at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, boy. And that's how she got wrapped up in it. And she also claims that Dershowitz, as well as Prince Andrew, participated in her sexual abuse. What is a towel girl? A towel girl, I'm assuming at Mar-a-Lago because there's a, a vast outdoor area right. at Mar-a-Lago with a pool and everything like that as well as there are sh- – or what do you call them? Um, mm-hmm. All of the other like things you find at a spa, mm-hmm. bathhouse kind yeah. of thing. I can only imagine that a towel girl handles the towels. They bring towels. It's like a like a caddy mm-hmm. but with towels instead of clubs. I see. And in this case, she's 15, which is 15 – and 16 is a very common age for these private clubs to hire. When I was 15, mm-hmm. that's – no. Yeah, when I was 15, I started working uh, at one of these places. Not as a towel girl. I was in – I was a pool boy. <laughs> right. So, I mean – And it's a great – it's also – that's a great summer job for kids. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? You make a little scratch – can save up for Nintendo Switch or whatever. Especially out in that area, some of these private clubs provide some of the best money for mm-hmm. your work. Oh, I bet. And then there's Courtney Wilde, who was a victim beginning at the age of 14. Uh, Wilde says, by the time I was 16, I had probably brought him 70 to 80 girls who were all 14 and 15 years old. He was involved in my life for years. Ugh. That, ugh. And can we just not – Skip over the fact that this one person, Virginia, claimed that both Dershowitz, the lawyer, and Prince Andrew royalty were involved. How intense is that? And especially occurring at Mar-a-Lago where all of these highly important people are just kind of coming through whenever. whenever. Um, And now we have somebody who's claiming to have brought him 70 to 80 girls. I'm sorry. We just had to pause for a moment. And now let's continue with the disgustingness. So there's Jenna Lisa Jones who said that she was also – she she was also assaulted by Epstein when she was 14. And she has a chilling and haunting quote here. Um, I I was somewhat divided over whether we should read it aloud. But here it is. You can't ever stop your thoughts. A word can trigger something. For me, it is the word pure because he called me pure in that room and then I remember what he did to me in that room. Just 
I don't know. Gets to me. Then there's Haley Robinson. Virginia Robinson was working at Mar-a-Lago when she was recruited to be a masseuse to Palm Beach hedge fund manager, Jeffrey Epstein. There are tons of Jane Doe's. Yeah. We don't know how many there are. We know what the Herald found, right? The Herald says they found 80. They located 60. They, they talked to, four talk to eight, but only four yeah. would go on the record with their names. And you can understand that too because a lot of these people have been quashed by settlements and non-disclosure agreements. A settlement with a NDA or non-disclosure agreement means that if someone, if someone alleges a crime and you want to keep it out of court, regardless of what it is, you can have a legal team drop a contract that says without admitting guilt – Here's X amount of dollars and in return – You can't talk about it. You agree to never talk about this. The problem is that a lot of those things as we see don't really hold up in court if you're asking someone not to confess a crime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. So those are those are victims. Those are um, collaborators or as you said, no conspirators. But there are some uh, people fighting the good fight on this side as well. So there were several investigators involved in the case. We have Joseph Riccari, who was the lead detective for the case. And in his first interview, um, he said the evidence the department collected to support the girls' stories was overwhelming. Um, it included all kinds of stuff, all kinds of damning evidence. Phone call records, copies of written phone messages from the girls found in Epstein's trash uh, and Epstein's flight logs that showed his private plane in Palm Beach on the days the girls were scheduled to give massages. Uh, Pretty damning stuff. Yeah. The police report also showed how eerily uh, consistent the girls' stories were, um, just down to the T, right down to their detailed descriptions of Epstein's genitalia. And then there's Michael Reiter, who is the former chief of police in Palm Beach. He was the chief during this investigation, and he said detectives were astonished by the sheer volume of victims coming and going from the house, the frequency, sometimes several in the same day, and the universally young ages of these girls. Michael Ryder says it started out to give a man a back rub, but in many cases turned to something far worse than that, elevated to a serious crime, in some cases sexual batteries. And then there's another good – I mean this is almost true detective level. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as the the web – that is unearthed here. Uh, there's the attorney for the victims, this guy named Brad Edwards. He's representing several of the young women who were abused as minors by Epstein. Uh, his law office is packed with files from the case, and he's been fighting the power at every turn, uh, often outnumbered, outgunned, outmanned, because you see that true detective thing is not just a pop culture reference for us here. There are multiple very powerful people that have been implicated in one way or another with Epstein. And to be fair, a lot of it is not proven other than the fact that we know they hung out. They maybe took his plane places, the plane which was also um, informally known as the Lolita Express. That's true. It was informally known as that. But who are some of these implicated uh, implicated celebrities. Well, let's jump in first with Bill Clinton because he was known to have taken the Lolita Express to the Virgin I- Islands, to mm-hmm. that uh, island that Epstein owns, 
on numerous occasions, as well as hanging yeah. out at, at the Palm Beach area. And he went to Africa? Yeah. Using that plane. Uh, I think Chris Tucker was on the plane too. There, there's this huge list of celebrities that have been on there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, but Bill Clinton was definitely one of the ones that popped out in my mind around the time. And this is awful to say, but it was around the time that Pizzagate was kind uh, of coming out. That's yeah. when I started to really learn about Bill Clinton's involvement with Epstein. And mm-hmm. that connection was one of those things that freaked me out a little bit and made me start to think there was more to the whole Pizzagate thing, which I don't necessarily believe, but it's definitely one of those things that creeped me out. And then Donald Trump has come up several times here, current President Donald Trump. He had this association. He made that... Really creepy quote? He made that quotation. He made that quote in 2002 that certainly didn't age well. And... uh, There's one thing we do have to say in Donald Trump's defense. When Trump was – when Trump learned that Epstein may have been romantically entertaining or attempting to recruit underage girls at Mar-a-Lago or bringing these young women with him, these young girls, these children with him and calling them his nieces, which is so creepy, uh, Donald Trump said, "Okay, look, this can't happen here. You got to go. So Trump asked him to leave. Trump kicked him out. That's good, I guess. I feel like that's the bare minimum of decency. No, it's not. The bare minimum of decency is calling the police. Yeah, his his whole thing is just don't do it where I can also be implicated. That's right. You think that's what it was? I mean, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to throw around implications like that. It sure feels like it based on what we know about – Yeah. The act of kicking someone out or not allowing someone to do something illegal in your place of business but not alerting the authorities that someone is doing something illegal in your place of business. No, that's that's, that's very damning. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we mentioned Prince Andrew, the Prince Andrew. Uh, The allegations that Epstein forced uh, his teenage victims to become physically involved – with Prince Andrew on three separate occasions. And, the you know, the UK press is having a field yeah. day with, like, tabloids, like The Sun or whatever. Um, well, it's blowing up right now. Well, a lot of, I mean, this. also a lot of royalty are, are, are untouchable. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, when's, when is the next time, when's the last time a royal family member went to jail? Prince Charles spent a lot of time in the, the old slammer. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the old slammeroo. The old slammeroo. That's what they call it there, yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, as, as we said, the alleged abuse is pretty well documented by numerous sources going back to at least the 1990s. And if you want to be uh, less than optimistic, then you can reasonably say that it's possible it went, or went back earlier than that. So how did – this go from rumors, scuttlebutt, and secrecy to an actual uh, legal matter. How did the cops get involved? Well, we'll get to that right after a quick break. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. So let's start in March of 2005 when a woman called the police in Palm Beach and after first refusing to give her name, she said that she believed her 14-year-old stepdaughter had in some way been molested by a wealthy man, just a wealthy man. So at the time, the victim in this case lived at this uh, involuntary admitted juvenile education facility, which I'm assuming is some kind of juvie, what you would call a juvie, right. I guess, right. and yeah. something to that effect, um, because she was she was having behavioral problems, right? So apparently she shows up at this school with $300 cash in her purse, and it became basically the, the talk of the class. Everybody's saying, oh my God, you see that? She's got 300 cash? How'd she get that? Dude, that's crazy. And then the friend called the girl a 
Terrible name. Uh, Yes. Um, We'll say it, a whore. Another friend put a fist through the wall in anger, apparently, like punched the wall. And then the girl left school. And then the stepmother gets this call from another student's mother. So this, just this act of bringing $300 into this school was enough to get basically the entire school talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then a policewoman was talking to the girl with a therapist there. So they were just having a conversation about what's going on. That's when this victim, she begins crying and breaking down and she dug her finger into her thigh and she just began telling out, telling this entire story about how she was, uh, she was taken to this big house on the Atlantic, on the intercoastal waterway, which Mm. is where Epstein's mansion was located. Mm. She remembers climbing this spiral staircase to the master bedroom where this woman, a blonde woman who, you know, she's probably in her 20s, 25 or something. And is likely Sarah Kellen. It's prob – yes, exactly. Probably Sarah Kellen. She wasn't very friendly. She laid out sheets and she put lotions on a massage table and then she leaves. That's when Jeffrey Epstein comes in. This is the story, this similar story that we've already talked about. He's naked except for a towel. He sternly orders the girl to take off her clothes. And then the rest of the details are pretty much what you've heard before and stuff that I honestly don't want to say here. Mm -hmm. But the police at this point were very much convinced that this was at least worth looking into. And then this girl says that she had been brought there by two other girls Police spoke to those two girls. And those two girls pointed to two more girls who had also been there and also recruited them. By the time detectives tracked down one victim, there were two or three more to find. And very, very soon there were dozens. So also in 2005, the Palm Beach PD obtains a search warrant and they visit Epstein's mansion. They cart off massage tables, photos of naked girls, soaps shaped like genitalia, Epstein um, sent an urgent message to the detectives through his attorney. It said the shadiest thing. Mr. Epstein is – this is laughable. I'm sorry. This is just – Mr. Epstein is very passionate about massages. The massages are therapeutic and spiritually sound for him. That is why he has had many massages. I mean (sighs) – Really? I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It's just – come on. It's laughable. It's like it's it's such a bad attempt at an excuse that it sounds like it was poorly translated from a different language. Yeah. Well, the the craziest thing here is that if you're a wealthy individual and you really are passionate about massages, it makes sense that you have massage therapy equipment in your home. You can afford that. Sure. Even rooms dedicated just to getting therapeutic massages. Yeah. And you can also hire a masseuse. <laughs> a professional masseuse, which he did have. She, he paid her $100 an hour. There you go. So he had a professional masseuse. There are your massages that you're passionate about. Enjoy them. So we should also note that computers and hardware were missing in the mansion. In 2005 when the Palm Beach mm-hmm. investigators were wow. taken out pretty quickly. So – that's 2005. They're fighting this in court. As as we said earlier, the head detective on the case is like, we have this. This is five by five. This is buttoned up. This is game over. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But then quickly what he sees is that there are uh, – there's a network of things, institutions and people stymieing the investigation. And this is where our uh, previous cast member, Acosta, makes a return. Good old Alex Acosta. Mm-hmm. Remember we said he was a state attorney there for Florida – he started meeting with Epstein's team who had such legal luminaries as Alan Dershowitz, Kenneth Starr from the Clinton investigation. These guys are, uh, in terms of, the, of their legal reputation, these are very, very influential and prominent lawyers and legal minds. So Acosta and his team eventually, in 2008, they strike a secret deal with Epstein to shield him from federal investigation and prosecution. The victims were not made aware of this agreement. It was called a, quote, non-prosecution deal. Acosta and his team at the time were in possession of a 53-page draft indictment charging Epstein with serial child abuse, child molestation. Instead, he took – instead, Acosta, acting on behalf of the U.S. government, keep in mind – gave Epstein this this deal instead of instead of court essentially immunity pretty much and worse than immunity so Epstein pled guilty to two state level prostitution charges so not sex trafficking prostitution charges they essentially made him a john and what did he get in exchange for that uh, and man i mean talk about a sweetheart deal this is a lot. Um, immunity from all related federal criminal charges, not only for himself, but also for any, quote, any potential co-conspirators. <coughs> Royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The president. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who might have been involved in these alleged federal crimes, uh, this provision would effectively completely shut down any FBI investigation. Any further investigation into the evidence, the overwhelming evidence, the piles of evidence. Of international sex trafficking. Yeah, and essentially make it retroactively legal for anyone to have conspired with him to rape any of the alleged victims. Good God. He did get jail time. He got a 13-month sentence. Uh, He served it in a private wing of the county jail. Uh, and he was there except for the six days a week when he was on work release. He would – he went to – he commuted to his private office for 12 hours. Um, and his sentence was 18 months, but he just served 13. There was also – we mentioned this earlier, but there was also this important this important legal snag. There was a commitment verified through an email chain that this agreement – would be kept secret from the the people identifying as victims so that they would not have the opportunity to protest this extraordinary agreement in court. And that's despite the fact that keeping a plea agreement secret from victims is a violation of the law. And it should go without saying this is not the typical plea deal. For his part, Acosta and his team would later say – all right, we 
we caved on this agreement, but we did it because we were being harassed by Epstein's high-powered legal team. They hired private investigators uh, to defame witnesses, uh, to dive into personal lives. They said they felt physically threatened. However, emails and documents show the lie here. The relationship between federal prosecutors and Epstein's team was more collaborative than adversarial. They they spent a lot of time figuring out how to settle the case with the smallest amount of scandal. They even decided not to charge him with a sex offense. They considered witness tampering and obstruction charges and misdemeanors, and they wanted to allow Epstein to secretly plead guilty in Miami instead of Palm Beach County where the victims lived because that would limit media exposure and it would make it less likely for the victims to appear at sentencing. And they also, in these emails, uh, again, leaked by the Herald, they also referenced discussions they wanted to have by phone or in person so there wasn't a paper trail. And this agreement, this non-prosecution agreement sealed uh, until after it was approved by a judge, made it virtually impossible for anyone to interfere, including Edwards, the attorney. This all came to public attention when the Miami Herald released a comprehensive damning, groundbreaking investigation of Epstein's activities and the plea deal and the corruption and the long-term damage to the underage victims. Yet at this point, there's very little uh, indication that that deal will be thrown out or reneged upon because he already fulfilled his part of the agreement. And I guess we just have to emphasize how extraordinary it is that there's a federal agreement that says – not only do you have to do this, not only are you suddenly now calling abused children prostitutes, yeah. which itself is an offensive term, right? Because that's they're trying to be defamatory. I believe the correct term is sex worker, right? Yeah. So not only are they doing that, but they're also saying if any potential co-conspirator worked with you, then they're scot-free? You're yeah. off scot-free? Just by association? Like even if they weren't named, like they were discovered later? Those right. are the those are the real. Pe- uh, this is my this is my take. It's not about Jeffrey Epstein, and it's not about the billions and billions of dollars that he manages. It's about the high powered people. In my opinion, this is not proven. The high powered people that took trips with him on that Lolita Express. The high powered people they got massages. Other than Jeffrey Epstein, that's why he got that deal. No, I think you're right. I mean, because it's just it makes no sense. And I believe the lawyer that got him that deal is now a member of Trump's cabinet. Yeah, Alex Costa's Secretary of Labor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you start getting into those circles, those those power circles, there is just so much insulation that can happen. Favors owed, you know, from high up politicians or law enforcement or whatever. I mean, people call that stuff in. It's 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 real. This is not tinfoil hat stuff. This is not imaginary. These people have immunity to future international sex trafficking. They have immunity to anything that would that would catch them up in that. And it's like it it's 10 years since 2008. He spent his time in prison. Do you guys really think all of this any of this has stopped? I mean, the guy is probably under surveillance of some sort, even though – well, would he be? Because why would you spend your money if you're uh, – even the FBI 
or even the CIA looking at international stuff going on, um, which I guess I don't know how that works with the Virgin Islands because technically aren't they part of the United States? The U.S. Virgin Islands, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's just – it's so infuriating to to think that this kind of terrible abuse is occurring and is allowed to occur and it's simply because – People have money and tremendous power. So maybe an act of Congress could change it, could trigger it, you know? Maybe. It's just legally speaking, legally speaking, it's, it's it's tough to get this. I mean, the DOJ is in this, you know? Um, I hesitate so often to to accuse people of – operating in large groups in lockstep because as we know, groups of people stink at cooperation after a certain threshold is reached. But while we were working on this and while we were looking into it, I I honestly started to wonder, you know, will there be consequences for us for making this episode? Interesting. Which I, I, I rarely think about and, you know, I don't think anybody cares what what we have to say about this, but we do want to get this out in the public sphere because regardless of what actually happened, even if you want to take this entity's side and say that this was some sort of hit piece or some, something like that. Yeah, since 2005 and before that, sure. since the 80s. Something happened. <laughs> something happened. There wouldn't be a deal like that if there wasn't um pernicious horrific stuff there that this, powerful people needed to be and powerful people are conspiring right and yeah. closing ranks this is infuriating i uh, this is infuriating we want to hear what you think thank you for listening we want to know what what you believe would be uh, the next step for a legitimate investigation, which did not occur, right, uh, at least on Uncle Sam's part, uh, we want to know how far you think this goes. We want to know who else you think is involved, who are those unnamed potential co-conspirators. And most importantly, want you to know that as we say in any episode that deals with the, the horror of abuse – that if you are if you have found yourself in that situation or if you know someone that is in a situation like that you are not alone you are not powerless there are people who are there to help and support you you can call 1-800-656-4673 that's 1-800-656-HOPE and contact people at the National Sexual Assault Telephone Hotline I don't know what else to say here. Um, that's thank you, Ben, for that. Uh, if you're if you want to learn more, literally just do some Google searches. The Guardian is a good place to start. Um, like we said, New York Mag, Miami Herald. There, there are a bunch of places where you, if you want to continue to follow this story, you can. And I, and I will say that there's some hope here because we're obviously in a time where. Powerful men are getting taken to task more so than we've seen in the past, certainly. But it still feels like once you get – when you're at a certain level, it's very hard 
You know what I mean? It's very hard to actually make people answer for their crimes, even if it's all laid out on the table like this, which is the which is the most gut-wrenching part of this story, that it's like there's no doubt in anyone's mind that this stuff happened. And like you said, Matt, when, you know, back in circulation, aside from maybe keeping his nose clean to appease his handlers for a little while, you know this is a man that has a, a mission that he's driven to behave this way. And the fact that he's allowed to be out and it just makes me – sick all right so what do you think write to us find us on on social media we're conspiracy stuff in most places conspiracy stuff show on instagram join us on facebook on our group here's where it gets crazy if you want to get into dis- a discussion about this um it'll be a difficult one for our mods <laughs> um sorry everyone but let's just you know let's try and have a conversation about this um, that isn't that doesn't turn into a flame war because none, nothing, we don't have to turn discussions about something as horrid as this into just being angry at each other. Let's try and figure out something. So let, let's go have a discussion on here's where it gets crazy on Facebook. If you don't want to do that, you can give us a call, leave us a message. You might get on the air. We are one eight three three S T D W Y T K. If you don't want to do that. Just send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.